Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles of Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chaz Chart. And tonight we are joined by a special guest. I'm Travis. And also tonight we will be covering Season 4, Episode 22, Episode 81, entitled Thaw. Thaw. What did you think of the episode, Chad? It was fun. That's how I'm going to describe yeah, it. Dude, fun. right here in my notes. We get like one of the most fun sequences of the entire show. Oh, 100%. And it's, you know what it reminded me of? And uh, obviously this, it reminded everybody of this. Season one. Let's just come out in the open. Yeah, I remember season one. We were running around in uh, cased by walls of colossal titans and everything was very yellow. There was explosions and yes. fires all over. We've all been here before. No, I, it was, I don't know. There were certain things that reminded me of season one, especially like one shot stuff, but this also felt like a little bit different. We felt more professional. It definitely did. There was the the cadets that, uh, those Jaegerist cadets yeah, yeah, yeah. that still sucked. Yeah. But... And I don't care about them. So I was yeah. fine. Like the entire time, other than the, the fun sequence I'm talking about, other than we get Pixis, the shots, the heart, I hate to get ahead of myself like that. I wasn't worried for a second. I was like, God, we're such pros. Too bad this Titan killing stuff doesn't matter anymore. Well, I mean, it matters. No, it doesn't. Because other than this, it just doesn't matter. Like, when else are they really going to be doing this? This is like the last well, time. Well, think about it. In the aspect of it mattering, they could die from these things. But if they kill them, they'll be free to no, just No, it matters the in island. this moment. But I'm saying this is the first time that I've watched them. And I'm like... Oh, there! No one's even in danger. Like, oh yeah, we've got it so figured out, so dialed in between, you know, the the thunder spears and just the movement luring them into groups. I mean, even Armin is just—I feel like he's just dancing a dance. Oh yeah, they've they've been on these ODM gear and in dangerous situations for a long time now. They look fluid. But we're doing one of the largest crimes of the podcast, which is getting ahead of ourselves. So let's cut that out right now. How was your day today, man? Oh, wow. Thanks for asking. It was pretty good. It got cold again. We had some nice days, and then it got cold again. Yeah, my day was not that well. I have been puking out of my butt Yeah. my own butt for what seems to be, not hours, I would say a uh-huh. few times, three times today I've puked out of my b-hole. Yeah, and you checked with Trav and I because we had the same dinner last night to see if we were going through the same yeah. thing. We're not. I'm doing all right. It hurt, but I'm Keeping all good now. Solid. I think right. I got it all out of my system. So, Well, after concluding that weather and bathroom talk, what do you say we get into the episode? Let's do it. We start off with the very ending of the last episode where, you know, we're in the paths. Aaron's saying not so great things to everyone. The Footsteps of Doom, OST, mm. playing in the background. My goodness, it is... Oh, there is no better OST in this moment than this one for Dr. Genocidal Galapagos and his minions stomping everyone out. But it really is. It's a straight-up play-by-play from last episode. But one thing I did notice this go-around was that Annie's dad got to just bring his entire breadbasket to the paths. <laughs> he did. You know, You're right. No one else really had yeah. a breadbasket. Luckily, they didn't stay in there long, because if they did, people were going to be coming looking for some snacks before long yeah. and if i were him i would have just started running in that sand because i gotta keep my food and no still same thing i mean we got this last episode but no one can move in the past it's like a frozen dream state that they're in um yeah they can't do shit in there 
So we go into the OP, and when we come back, we're still in the past, but not for long. We are right back with Mr. Leonhardt, and I was thinking, finally, a Mr. Leonhardt bottle mm-hmm. episode. I've been waiting for this. And I was like, we're just going to see him look at Annie's room untouched, go into the market, talking with Miss Reiner. Mm-hmm. But it didn't last long. Yeah, because, things are going uh, well. Uh, your daughter's going to be home any moment now. Begin with Annie's dad. End with Annie. Ooh, whoa. So we see the goopy titan laying under rubble because all of its armor has fallen off, and so that's yeah. what I'm calling it. He does look very goopy. Did you have a name? I didn't. I'm glad you came up with one because I could not think of one for Mr. Goopy. Reiner and Gabby are screaming for Falco. Reiner says the first Titan transformation knocks you out as you get kind of like this first yeah. wave of memories, you know? You know, what sucks for Reiner, man, is he's been getting his ass kicked so much recently, and now that he's not going to have armor if he transforms again, he's going to get his ass kicked even harder. So do you think that that's what it is? Like, is well, maybe if he transforms again, he'll have it. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Aaron just undid all the hardening, but you could potentially get it back. Get if it you... back if you know you did. Okay, it. that makes sense actually. And I put right here. Surprisingly, Reiner looks the best he's looked all season. Yeah, and speaking of that, he falls to his knees as he pounds the ground because he knows too well that uh, Falco's probably been taken by Jean and Connie. Because one of the nine. It's just too important to leave behind, and they're well aware enough to know that. They yeah, saved our boy. You say you say he looks pretty good. There really is. There's nothing new here. Reiner is on the brink of death. We've seen that a couple times in the past. And since his armor came undone, he got hit with some part of the wall real good, he says. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, he this is the best he's looked all season. He doesn't have a gun in his mouth. Right, yeah. But even with that as it is, his mind are on other pressing matters. He says, I couldn't stop it. Aaron will destroy the world. They get to cover inside of a nice house. It was a good one to pick. It's got some bread and apples, a few provisions. The apples haven't gone bad. They still look pretty ripe. Yeah, because, I mean, in reality, this battle hasn't been going on for too long. So an apple a day keep An apple also, it's not like a banana. You know, a banana, you've got to plan out your week when you're picking out bananas to eat i'm not even a banana eater and i know this because i've seen many bad bananas go bad in my household and apple it'll hang on for a little while and especially if you think about it they've probably got uh, a better growing system there's not as many uh whatever we have here pesticides or whatever you want to call it that kind of make our apples go bad sooner Mm -hmm. they're living up fresh off the land so that's and even with the bread out like this some people might say oh it's getting stale in times like these or with the way their culture is, it's not even, you know, you have warm, fresh bread for a while, but then even if it gets stale, it goes great in soups that are, yep. you know, don't have a lot of protein in them because given the living situation and to fill your stomach, you need that bread to just mop all that stuff. It's really, it's a win-win as far as provisions mm-hmm. go for Reiner here. He's going to wake up to a feast. Reiner tells Gabby that there are escape airships in the south, which should be where the Colossals are heading, right? Yeah, I was going to say if they're not already stomped on. But I guess that it's going to take a while because these Colossals are kind of slow. It's they not are like moving slow, yeah. Yeah, they're not very fast. And Dr. Genocide of Galapagos, he doesn't look very fast either. So, But one footstep, 
gets him quite a distance too. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to think. The only way they could beat, like, beat them in a race over there is if Peak, Peak runs. Because I feel like she can outrun them. But like, how else? They they don't have cars or anything. Like, yeah. how else are they gonna go over there? So let's do a completely pointless. Um, no real facts to it, but I'm going to ask you anyway, okay? Okay. You have, let's say, 30 minutes. All right. What are you looking at? Is there a house on fire behind me? There is a, uh, a fire going on, but it's not the house. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for uh, having that thought go through your head. And the only thing that interfered with the podcast was a couple loose glances. You didn't stop and say, holy shit, is our house on fire? You just kind of wondered in the back of your mind. Also, Chad tonight is drinking water from uh, a cup that makes it look like he's a 55-year-old substitute teacher who after school has got to go pick up his other kids from the middle school, and after that, he's got to take them to the dentist. He's literally going to be running around all day. (laughs) These are my favorite cups to drink out of. If I'm not drinking out of a bottle, a can, or something like that, I choose these. They don't sweat, which is good, but you have no ice in it, so the sweating was never even an option. Yeah, you just go, I always go no ice. But, okay, so here, can we go back to my math quiz? Yeah, now that we know that the neighbors are safe, they're not on fire, let's go back. Yeah, hopefully someone's tending that fire, because... Say you have 30 minutes, how big of a head start does the Colossal Titan get before you just start running? Now, keep in mind, you got to run for 30 minutes, so you want to keep your pace in mind, but you'll catch up to him in that Me? 30 minutes. Yeah, you. I don't think it's going to happen, man. You, well, how is... <sighs> you just talked about how they were going slow. All right, Gabby doesn't think. have any ODM gear. 60, okay, these Colossals are 50 meters, because if you think about it, they can't be taller than Bert. So you're going to do it in meters, huh? All right, I'm thinking about it this way. 50 meters, they're moving approximately five and a half miles per hour. If you uh, equate in that I'm about two meters tall, Mm -hmm. um, my weight, I'm 145. They're they're probably about 1,000 pounds, I guess. I would say probably more than 145. It's just my initial thought. I think if I just go at an average pace, I would out... I run, what do I do? 30 minutes, that's... That's what's a five. What's your mile time? Well, nowadays it's not very fast, but if I'm if I'm really booking it, yeah, six, five minutes. <laughs> okay, and um, are you going to answer the question, or are you just going to do the explaining too long? Yes, thirty minutes. I would catch up to him. All right, so you definitely didn't understand the question. Fantastic. Let's keep moving. You had thirty minutes to whatever. So here we go. So he tells her, Gabby to go find Peak and escape. You have to hurry and tell Marley. No, the world, he says. And Gabby's like, tell him what? There's no place to run. What are we doing? And um, There's Eldians all over the world, Reiner. They know. She starts to think about it. It's starting to sink in that everyone she loves is going to die. Yeah. And do you think there's any shot that they live? Yeah. Wrong. Okay. Reiner has all but given up. He says there is no hope. The founding titan has full control. And there's no way to get to Aaron. He can't be stopped. There's, you know, literally nothing to do left but run, he says. Kind of hope Karina gets stepped on. She wasn't the best of mothers. Which, Um, even though this is risky because we just did that really dog shit um, math running segment. But here's another segment. Ooh, I'm ready for this one. How to evade the rumbling. All right. 
So you got the rumbling coming. Yeah. What's your idea? How are you getting out of it? Well, right now they're in a single file line, but that's because they're on the island. I imagine that Aaron will get this, coordinate them to uh, not S- not spread be out. A, you know, spread yeah, out. spread out. Um, I go and I find how, how many layers deep you think they're gonna go? Because if it's just one, that's easy. You can get by that easy. Uh, maybe. What are you talking about? Easy. Well, even if you get one layer, even deep, if you get by it, uh, they probably step. I don't know, four hundred blocks. You, you you have to avoid two steps. That's all you got to do. This is what you're forgetting about, though. They're gonna flatten all of the grounds, take out all of the trees. You won't have any food or anything to live off of. So even if you get by them in a single file line, you're dead. No, but as we'll see later. Okay, you are making this way. First of all. <laughs> I think they're going to go more than one deep. They're going to go about seven or eight deep. To completely flatten the world, that's what they're going to have to do. So let's just take it from, from that standpoint. you got okay. to get past eight deep colossus. How am I doing it? I'm finding an airship yeah. and flying above them. There's gotta no a, way. you got to get a Zeppelin. Yeah. And the only other way I thought about this, think about this one, okay? What if trampoline? Whoa. <laughs> All right. Yes. You with me? You could theoretically trampoline on top of them and just hang out on their shoulders and ride the wave with them. I'm just saying, like, we get word and we start spreading it around town. Everyone, load up your trampoline. Okay, we're going to make a trampoline path. And we're going to start here. And when they come, we just have to hop over them. And you have to, you know how you have your buddy? He does the double bounce for you? Yeah, we're going to lose, we're going to lose a couple people because they will be needed for double bounces. See, I feel like you're a good double bouncer. So I'm going to let you be the double bouncer. I'll jump up. And then hopefully somebody can double bounce you, and you know if I if I'm the only one that yeah. makes it, that's fine. But but your legs, you don't have good legs. You're not going to be able to Dude, get the push all by yourself. I have to got get there. the joints of jumping. and you're too long. You're gonna like clip one of their shoulders with your toe, and then you're just done for anyway. So you didn't hear what I'm saying. I'm gonna hop on one of their shoulders and ride the wave. Now that's an idea. Too. Now here is the thing, though. If I tried to hop on one of their shoulders and kill them. Do they have the power of steaming? I don't think so. Which makes you... That's another good idea. This is going on too long, but let's talk about it. Remember, you ever seen those guys climb uh, like ice mountains? Yes. We need some of those and just yes. sticking them into the... And climb up to the shoulder. Dude, that's awesome. And then, and then if they start to steam, I will probably be fucked, but... We're just going to say they can't steam. They're going to be warm, but listen, they're going to be walking for so long. They're going to run out of steam at some point. I don't think they're just constantly steaming. You're right. You're right. And if they did steam, wouldn't they have to stop? Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, it takes we know, muscle hey, tissue. We know how colossals work. All right. We're surviving this. Yeah. It's not even that bad. Everyone calm down. Okay. Gabby, she's not the kind to give up. She ties her hair up. She's coming for Falco. God, this is the this is a throwback to Aaron tying his hair up and saying Tatakai in the mirror. They look similar. They both put it up in a bun and they yeah. look badass. The hair does look okay. similar. Meanwhile, Reiner, he's gonna lay down for a nap. Gabby's looking in the mirror and she's saying, You were gonna 360 no scope somebody here in a little bit. I trust in your thumbs. Speaking of Falco, he's on a rooftop with Mikasa, Armin, Jean, and Connie. John, he's in disbelief, expressing the fact that he can't believe Aaron is going this far. But the thing that I noticed about here is it's like he's trying to talk himself into it. Yeah, you're talking about John. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's almost like accepting the fate I, I put right here. Well, I don't 
like I said, I think he's trying to talk himself into accepting the fate, but I don't know how much he's actually doing it. This was really good stuff from him because I feel like while he never really liked Aaron, you know, we had the line of him saying like, oh, the Aaron was cool. But in a way, I also think that he low-key always kind of trusted Aaron. We got it from season one, you know, early on when he told him like, all of our lives are going to be in your hands. And that's been We're years now on you. that Jean's been operating under that. So this whole time, I feel like he's just been trusting him. And now... And yeah, and I also think it's one of those things. You got these people, you know, when you're in high school, there's a bunch of cocks, a bunch of cock drops uh, walking around saying they don't like each other, beating each other up in the locker room, stealing each other's jock straps. But it's all like a brotherly camaraderie. You kind of like beat each other up but like you're still friends. That's kind of the situation him and Aaron have right here. They're like, uh, I don't, I don't like you. You stole my girl, but really like they low key like each other. I used to have a buddy like that. He fucked one of my girlfriends back in high school. And I just, did you go to euphoria high school where everyone was stealing each other's? And then he ended up, he died of fentanyl a little bit later, but it was, it was a good time. A lot of swinging dick around your locker rooms. We all, we all wore tight jeans and no shirts, walked around everywhere we went. He says they all lo- labeled us devils, and so in the way, this is all their fault. You can't be mad when the devil comes knocking on your door after you send multiple people to slaughter and genocide everyone on the island. Armin says, but th- this is going too far. It's genocide of an unprecedented scale led by Dr. Gigi himself. And I put here, they gave us a view of Aaron's titan obviously dr gg and it looks like which i mean how many references do we have to get it looks like a bird cage we get so many bird cages throughout the show we've already had in a couple episodes at the in the ed there's a bird cage that he's trapped in and now aaron's turned into a, a bird cage so is he like fully transformed at this point i guess i guess every time i saw him i was like go ahead with whatever he's fully evolutionized. He's Doctor Genocidal Galapagos. Well, that's he, the pure. That's the pure essence of. That's full evolution. Have you ever seen Spider Man, Lizard Guy? I mean, in that case, in that case, first of all, I hated that look you gave me. He fucking sucks. Why does he suck? Because all he is is just like a long train of uh, ribs. Yeah. He's a bitch. D- dude, he's not stomping out anybody. Okay. He looks like a fool. After I saw the founder of your mirrors, Titan, this is what he's fully transformed and this is what he is. We haven't even seen his face yet, and you're going to say that? He looks like a stupid. Just wait till we see Dr. Genocidal Galapagos' face. It's gonna How be... is he even moving? He doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's floating. Okay. He's, I'm serious. I think he's <laughs> Now that you say that, I really think he's floating, well, which makes it even better. What were you just talking about, though? Armin says that this is the genocide of unprecedented scale. Oh. Yeah, never mind. Moving on. Jean says, then do we stop Aaron? He opposed Zeke, who wanted to castrate us with his euthanization plan. Then, um, Meanwhile, Zeke is just riding on top of He Aaron. might be, dude. He also brings up another point that I hadn't really slowed down, considered in this particular way. He says, he opposed... or. Uh, he opposed preserving the founding titan by sacrificing Historia. So, 
He's just like, basically Aaron sacrificing humanity outside the walls, but he wouldn't protect one girl. <laughs> Which I respect, you know? But that really goes to show you how deep in this Aaron is. He's uh, he is a lost soul that only cares about his friends, and he's willing to kill everyone else to protect a few people, which is yeah. kind of an insane mindset. But it makes me kind of respect him at the same time. I mean, time. I just I got caught up in the craziness, and then when John said that, it was like the first time I slowed down and thought about the scene where like Aaron's keeping it to himself because he's worried about what's going to happen to Historia. Fast forward just a couple years, and we're going to literally stomp on the rest of humanity. Well, while Historia's rocking in a chair. You know what they had to do? Just leave the damn island alone. The only group that benefits from mass genocide is us. And we flash back to Aaron on the train saying, because you're important to me more than anyone else. Talking about who was going to inherit his titan and he couldn't couldn't let any of them do it. And this is where I want to ask you, not only what would you do in this situation, what mindset would you take in this situation compared to like the characters? Kind of who would you personify yourself as being as one of these characters? Like if you're if you realize, wow, we're gonna benefit from this mass genocide, um, how would you think? Would you just be like, well, maybe I should just let him do it? There might not be a shot, or you're like, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta try to save him. The only people that I think would even think that way, other than maybe someone like Jean who's trying to talk himself into it, but I don't buy it for a second, would be if you were a person who, like a Kaya. Or someone like that. But that's not even good because she's met Falco and Gabby. So it would have to be like someone who's born and raised inside the walls. Never enlisted into like the scouts who went and saw Marley. So all you've ever known is inside these walls. And you can't even imagine what civilization looks outside of it. Then you would be like, oh, well, this is how I've been living for so long. Like I can't even... And, you and, can't even connect with people outside. And imagine all. if you were like somebody in Shiganshina where one of your family members died from a Titan. You'd mm-hmm. be like, well, I don't care if all those people die. And if someone gets in your ear and says, oh, every single one of those people outside are calling us devils and they want us to die, then all you would know would be like, oh, yeah, we should do it. Now, it would be a little intense when you're looking around and seeing the power that's behind these colossal Titans. You might go, ugh. But... <laughs> I think you're going to get mad when I say this, but I I genuinely mean this in the most realistic way possible. If I was in this show, I think I would be a flock forester. Yeah, that's weird. I <laughs> I think I would, not, I would be a flock forester. I would uh I think I would definitely be an Armin. I think that's a realistic Well, you're not that smart, but what I'm saying is flock this guy, he just wants to live on this side. He's, you know, he's had titans come at him. They've tried to kill him. And he's like, well, fuck it. I don't care if Aaron goes and kills everybody. That's how I would think in this situation. It's like, oh, you're going to, the whole world's going to kill us anyways. Even if we fend them off for a few years, down the line, they're still going to try to destroy us when they have better technology. So kill them all. Get rid of them. <laughs> I love that you're doubling down on this after we laughed for a long time of your view last thing, if Aaron's doing the last thing he could when Armin's just like, just take. The wall of Shingachi in it, go step on the you know the global alliance, and then the rest of the world could be okay. Once they see that, they're not going to mess with you. And then if they do, you have an entire other three walls that you could let loose. But think about it this way. 
Aaron's only got three years left. So if they don't pass it on to somebody, and then then they'd have to pass on Zeke's to Historia. So this almost technically could be a last-ditch effort. I'm not buying it. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your sales pitch. Uh, I will not align myself with Flock Forrester or Aaron's thinking at this point in time. I'll I'll keep my temperature. We'll see how I change. I hate myself for it, but I think I'd be Flock. (laughs) So now we realize that the Titans are fighting soldiers. Armin throws in a line about them maybe eating the entire Marlian army. I, I think they threw that line in to be like, you will not see Marlians in this episode, so just yeah. they're all getting eaten. He says, if Aaron commands the founder, can't he control every Titan? And what did you make of that line about Armin basically being like, is Aaron still sending these Titans after people? Or It's almost like he's saying, if he really cares about us, why, why isn't he like controlling these titans to get away from us they're trying to eat us so does he really it's almost like he's saying does he actually care about us or since those are zeke's titans can he control those i that's how i think although i do want to say i like to think of aaron right now as like sitting in a bat cave room behind a keyboard juggling all these happenings keeping 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 colossals on the perimeter not letting them go inside and stuff so he's juggling a lot of balls, but at the same time, I don't think that he's what Armin's inferring here and having all these Titans cause chaos. I think that's... You, you think he just can't do it because there's technically Zeke's? I, yeah, what you said I think would probably be what I would agree with, that um, there's Zeke's Titans, and so maybe... Or he really is, oh. he's, he can't be bothered with all those Titans because he's worried about other stuff. I don't know. And I don't think we meant... Or I think you said this. I just didn't say anything about it. Reiner earlier said that... Uh, he says it's no use trying to kill Aaron because he can control subjects of Ymir and make them their will do whatever he wants. That made me think, if he was going to do that, why hasn't he done that already? So maybe, you know what I mean? Like Aaron, like Aaron make, could making it to where no one could even have yeah. the thought to go after him. Yeah, he could even just erase their memories and they'd be like, oh, what is happening? Hey, careful over there. That's when you start breaking the show. Stop it. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Aaron, since he cares about these people, maybe that's why he's not doing that. Right. Because he'd have to, like, make his friends not, you know, yeah, basically make them slaves, and that's what he hates. So Jean jumps to action to, to help out the people getting slaughtered by Titans. Mikasa asks, what about Falco? And they decide, since he's the jaw titan, they can't just leave him here. Jean goes on to say, we could feed him to someone like Pixis. And before he can even get the full thought out, the worst thing I've ever heard speaks up, which is Connie saying, no, we are feeding her. (coughs) Yeah. Connie saying, no, we are feeding it to my crippled mother. Okay. Okay. Don't use the C word on his mom. Okay. I mean. She's uh, fine. She's just been laying on her back on top of her house for uh, four years. Either she was crippled beforehand Okay, or the founder Ymir can smell a bitch from a mile. Why do you think she half-assed this mother's titan's creation if it, she wasn't a bad person? That's yeah, all I'm you're saying. Right. All right, you're right. And you, what would be even better is if the only titan Aaron's controlling that's not a colossal is uh, his mom. Mm-hmm. And Connie gets there with Falco, and he's like, "I'm finally gonna save you, mom." And then you just see that she's gone. Aaron just made her run away because he's like, "No, fuck you, Connie." This is just 
I mean, the evidence is there, okay? Look at all the Titans that Ymir has molded and created. The only one that we've ever pointed to, they're like, wow, she really fucking hated that person, was Ymir herself, who had the worst of the nine Titans I've ever seen. And Connie's mom was lying on her back, probably and the one from having the- an affair, I'll say. Well, and then she yeah. found her Ymir was like, you know what? Baby, baby arms and legs. I wasn't gonna say it. You're the one that used uh-huh. the c word, crippled. I think she was getting pound towned, and a lot of bad stuff happened down low, and that's kind of why she can't walk no more. Because a lot, everyone in that village of Ragago was putting it in her. But what else? That we no the end of season three. That one Titan that uh, crawled on his face like Rod Rice's Titan. Yeah. It, he it, was down pretty badly, too. And that one, I think, is easily explainable. You know, she, this wasn't like when she was making the Colossals for the Wall. That was an important job. This was after, let's say, 50 people got injected on the Wall. And she worked through 49. And when she got to number 50, she was just tired. Yeah. She's like, does it really matter? Let me just do it for this guy. Now... This I have another question. Actually, I don't think we've ever talked about this, and I don't know why this just came to mind. Remember on top of the wall in season three that uh, Grossman, the very gross guy? Oh, yeah. He said, we're going to turn this one into a three to five meter and have you fight him? Yeah. First off, how, do they know, how does he know how to do that? Mm-hmm. Second, why does Ymir, now that we know she builds them, why does she make some of them three meters and then other one's 15 meters because you you just want to change up you know okay it's like anything but how does gross know about that gross that guy was gross i don't think he i think he was just saying shit he didn't know anything so yeah they all kind of look up to see if this dummy is being for real right now and armin tries to just skip by it by saying that falco is a warrior if we kill someone close to reiner in the cart titan it will only cause more conflict so that you know, that means by Armin, he's gonna he's gonna say we got to team up with these people, right? He's already thinking in those ways. I love it. And Connie chooses this moment to get stupidly emotional by saying, "So what? My mom doesn't matter." I know. And I think we all know that that was never said. No. Listen to this entire scene. No one ever says that. Nope. Um, he asks if Armin has any idea what it's been like to see his mom like that every single time. Yeah, I've uh, seen my mom like that every single time in the real world. Every the day. Fa- the fact that this guy left his mom there for so long and never, you know, put her out of her misery is just crazy to me. There's just so many things at play here. First of all, I'm trying to um, keep my anger under control because if there's one thing I know for sure... It's that Connie's mom will not be the Jaw Titan. God, that, that would be... I, I might have to stop watching the show if Connie's mom, we see her running up, cutting her hand, and turning yeah. into the Jaw Titan. There's one thing I know for sure. It's that Falco, who we're protecting at all costs, is not getting ready to become the Jaw Titan just to momentarily later be fed to Connie's mom. So that's why I'm trying to keep myself at bay here. But also, I've never... You know how I feel about Connie. It's not that I don't like Connie. It's that I always just laugh at him because he was pointless. And it was like I made the joke that they've got to make sure Connie gets a line or two in every now and then. Other than his backstory, his backstory is that he has a a mom who's stuck here. Yeah. So what, I mean, what is, you're a Connie lover. Walk, walk me through your... I'm not your, a Connie lover, dude. 
I mean, I care about my mom. Not as much as other people do, but I do care about her. I would I would probably be thinking like this instantly too, but I would have put my mom out of her misery a long time ago. Long time ago. And then even if I hadn't. Yeah. When they say, Oh, hey, we could we could keep Commander Pixis or Connie's mom. I say shoot up <laughs> I, I say shoot up Keith Sadies. Shoot oh him up God. and feed it. Like don't even feed it to Commander. We need we need a real warrior yeah. inheriting this thing. Give Sadie's the shot. and oh, We got more on Sadie's here in a little bit. So a very pale, blonde-headed Titan thankfully runs in, putting this moment to a halt. Connie picks up Falco and is going to take a field trip to what I feel like is hours away at a time like this. How far is the village of Ragako anyway? <laughs> it's not, like, I mean, he doesn't have a horse, I don't think, so I don't is he going to walk there? And we know that it's just open fields. Yeah. And he's got Falco. He's got to carry Falco there. It's just, what is he doing? This made me mad. Doing? I'm like, Con- I mean, listen, if we end up getting Con- or Falco back, which I'm assuming we do, as long as Connie protects him, whatever. I yeah, don't care. That's true. Good point. As stupid as this was, everything was handled for the most part. Now, I will always look... Every time I look at him, I'll be like, wow, could have been Pixis as the Jaw Titan. Even... We got to protect Falco at all costs. So the fact that Falco's alive is good. But if I was Jean, Armin, Mikasa, they are thinking the exact way that you should be thinking. But Yeah. And, and the more I think about it, yeah, everyone that turned into Titans, Pixis is the only one that really matters. I mean, Nile, they liked Nile, but obviously Pixis is the, the top dude. You're not going to get... The other people, they were just fatzos that sat around talking about, oh, let's feed Historia, to, a pregnant Historia they to somebody. Were, they were drinking the wine because they had a moment of it. Pixis was a connoisseur of the drink, yeah. all right? He was a man who knew the taste of alcohol. And how hammered do you And think? that's how you choose leaders. Go back to season one. He's got to be hammered in his Titan form, which makes it even better. So we get the room filled with anti-Marlian volunteers watching uh, all this go down as pure titans get closer. Yelena realizes that Zeke is not controlling them, which was like a cool moment because Yelena would be the one to kind of be the first one to notice, like, oh shit, this is not, this isn't right. Yeah, and also all of those colossal titans marching towards the sea is not right as well. I'm sure she is just... Her pants are a mess right now. Yeah. In another room, the bitch-ass cadets who turned their back on Commandant Keith Sadies are shitting themselves. Love to see it. And then in true season one fashion, this is very season one, we get the classic busted wall with some titans playing peekaboo into the room. Mm Mm-hmm. Fred and the family are running away from the Nile Titan, is what we think this was, right? Yes. It's gotta be Nile. It's gotta be Nile. uh, I mean, yeah, it's got the same face. Sad to see, and then uh, and Kaya checks her rear view at an inopportune time as she runs straight into what Ugh. I can only call a murder hole. This is not where yeah. you want to be if you're trying not to get murdered. You have to look forward when you run, okay? This is like running the bases in baseball. You don't look back or look to where the... I mean, I don't know why you'd look back. You don't look to where the ball is. You just keep rounding the bases, and you look at your coach. If he tells you to go this way, she should have been looking at Nicolo. Mm-hmm. As he directed her in a direction, no. It's exactly. a typical rookie mistake. It's a rookie mistake to look back, and I would argue 
just a bozo mistake to look back when you're running towards a wall and you see that it's within the next five feet, but still being like, I'm going to get a real quick check before I Mm -hmm. pop this right turn. Which I'll cut her some slack. She's still learning. She's only about 13. She can grow up a little. And it's a stressful moment. She doesn't look like she runs a whole lot, so... She then has flashbacks from uh, when her mother was in a situation with a Titan. I don't know if you remember that awesome episode. And she asked for her big sis to save her. She's not going to. Well, what did you think of this? Dick or no dick from Niccolo uh, from holding back your guy Fred from helping his adopted daughter. Oh, that's not dick at all. He just saved Fred's life. Oh, so you don't think Fred's got skills? I mean, I think Fred, if he had a sword in this moment, Niall wouldn't stand a chance. But the thing is, he didn't have a sword. All I'm saying is that if this girl dies, there's going to be some drama. All right? Fred's not going to be happy. Because if there's anything that he is first nowadays, it's a father. But uh, no need to fear in all of it, because FaZe Gabby Braun is here. Yeah. She's still not getting used to that recoil. How could you? The pole vault is just such a strong weapon. I said she's going to have the sorest shoulder of all time. She's got a pretty good shot, but she wants to make sure she makes the play and does a stuff scope. And some people, they're not going to be happy about that. Barrel stuff. Yep. Yeah, barrel stuff. Some people aren't going to be happy about that in the comments of the montage video, but personally, I respect it. Mm -hmm. You know, some people will call it a fake triple kill. Because there were two others before this one. Well, she did the double box jump. If you do the double box jump, we'll allow the barrel stuff. And rightfully so, the calling card is the pole vault. And it says it right there. It's size, weight, and significant recoil. Make it a liability to the shooter. And Gabby seems, like you said, pretty roughed up shoulder, but she's just a little girl and she's handling it, so I'd like to see... She's just... She's kind of a badass. I put here, she keeps climbing up my character list. My favorite character list... It seems like every week now, I just she just keeps climbing the ranks, keeps climbing. Right now, she's right under Daz from season one, and she's she's making her way up. I would argue we're getting ready to get one of the best moments she's ever had, but I have to hand it off to you to talk about it. All right. So we got Kaya and the Browse family. That is going to be the way I uh, I say the Browse family from now on. Mm-hmm. Okay. If everyone knows it, that's a hit sitcom back in the early 2000s. It was a family called the Proud Family. And I can't remember if that was their last name or if they were just a proud group. No, it was definitely the uh, the last name. That much I do remember. Okay. The grandma was great. I've always, you know, I love grandmas. She had an attitude and that's what, you know, you didn't want to mess with Grandma Proud. She's a proud lady. And also I shouldn't say grandma because you know that it was granny. I love old people, old nice people. All right, chill out, dude. Talk about the episode. So Gabby, they ask Gabby why she's here, and she says she came to save Falco, and Mr. Browse says, Ben? So I love love how he's just not accepting their real names. He's going to call him Ben and Mia to the end of time. He's such a fatherly figure. He hasn't slowed down to realize these kids who broke out of jail might have given him a fake name initially. Broke out of jail by... Hitting a guard with a brick several times in the head. He's uh, like confused. He's like, why did you not tell me that your name was Falco and Gabby? Why did you tell me Ben and Mia? So we get a couple of goofball soldiers. These look like a couple of Jaegerists, if you ask me. And they're standing on top of the houses asking if everyone's okay. And then they realize that the legendary top prestige, FaZe Gabby, 
might be standing beneath them. And they realize, oh shit, she's already, she's already hit a slide trick shot back in Liberio. She just did a crazy barrel stuff, we assume, because she's got a gun in her hand. And she sniped the head off of our lord and savior, Aaron Yeager. Yeah, like we were hanging out in your stream last night. <laughs> Kaya then steps in and says, no. So she basically saves face guys be saying that they are just a family that runs the stables. While Niccolo grabs the gun from her and says he shot it because he, he was a former Marlian prisoner and he knows how to shoot a gun. And this is just so funny to me because they clearly see Gabby holding the gun and him just take it from her. Be like, no, it was me. She was just holding it for She just holds it for me. After I take a shot, I just hand it to her and she just holds it there. The thing about these guys is I like to think they're a little bit slow, but at the same time, they've got really good facial recognition. Yeah. So they see Gabby. They're like, wait, aren't you that girl? And then Niccolo grabs it and they look like, wait. Aren't you that guy that cooks up that brilliant salted yeah. lobster? Uh, food, hey, food and is. And then the... Fred grabs it like, wait, aren't you the guy that runs an orphanage out in the? Food is the ultimate way to maintain peace with people. If you offer them food and it's good, tasty food, you can become friends with anybody, and you should know that better than anyone. Oh, I Ron. do. So the family says, please, Miss Brow says, please get us somewhere safe. And it's just at this moment when I realized that the Jaegers just suck, dude. If it's not, they don't really have any high-skilled soldiers, if you really think about it. Well, yeah, the, like their second-in-command is Flock. Well, of course we'll, they we don't. get more on him later. But So Best Dad, Mr. Browse, tells Mia that she can save Ben, but just behave with me. And this is where we see something Gabby does not do well. And she obeys and stays calm and goes along with the situation. This She's learning. She's growing up. The soldiers then ask them if they saw the daydream as well, the PMT trip. And they all realize that the world is fucked. Why don't you look, give me that face? What? What are you looking at? Okay. Gabby asks why she saved her. And Kaya says, basically just says back, why did you save me? This whole moment right here is just the Spider-Man meme. It's there's, there's, <laughs> just the, pointing at each yes, other. Yes, pointing at each other. We got Gabby, Kaya, and Niccolo. Kaya says, I tried to kill you, so I'm the real devil. And then Gabby says, no, I am. I've killed a lot of people just for praise. That's the devil in me. That's it. That's yep. the moment. That was when I saw it, and I went, finally. This is when Gabby gets it 100%. It's so nice to see that little crazy little kid. She's grown up right in front of our eyes. She gets it to the fullest extent. Love yep. It. And that's when Niccolo, the third Spider-Man, says, No, I'm a devil too. There's all. There's a devil in all of us. Chill out, Niccolo. Niccolo says, We gotta escape the forest, as that is officially Chaz's quote of the week. Thank you for making it the week. And by the week, I mean the day. And well, it only happens once a week. I'm glad that your time clock got on mine and you see what how often the uh, segment happens. And we truly realize that Fred Browse is the only man in this show that does not have a devil inside him. This guy, We need inspiration. We need people to get the children out of the forest. And his speech is officially going to let the children get out of the forest. 
Fred was part of the town that uh, completely left Kaya and her mother back facing a Titan all by themselves that one time, but he's got a No, he was on a horse coming back to save people, okay? Yeah, a little bit of a devil, maybe. I think that the Browse family is the only family in the show that does not have the devil inside of them. Besides Kaya, she's got it in her. We then go along to... uh, to more of those uh, Jaegerist cadets as uh, we have mindless titans starting to eat them. Didn't we call this one guy wannabe Bert? Wannabe Bert. He's got the glasses. Bert didn't have glasses, but he's got the face of Bert, right? It's just something about him. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But yeah, these are the Jaegerist dickwads that tried to beat up Keith Sadies. And speaking of Keith Sadies, we've got Keith. Keith. Do it. Keith. 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 As he swoops in to slay the damn bastard. This Titan, I recognize this Titan right away. He's one of the fatsos that tried to give up Historia. Okay? Okay. He's one of those fatsos. Keith Sadie says, not on my watch. You want to try to uh, do a Titan abortion? Mm -hmm. Do you want to try to do that? No. I'm not letting it happen. As he comes in, slices his neck. And one of the most legendary moments we've had in this entire show. Yeah. And the song that they're getting ready to play is incredible. Works great. But it was their second choice. They did reach out to ACDC to see if they could have had this moment when it happened to be like, but they're like, no, we can't do that. And they're like, all right, we'll come up with it. We'll we'll find this other awesome song and we'll be fine. But (laughs) Keith then tells them to put on the old design gear and get up. We're moving. This, uh, This is awesome right here. They, they kept saying, oh, the old ways aren't going to work. Nah, Keith Sadies, Mr. Bill Russell, you can still pull out some moves from the yeah. olden days, and it'll work in this new generation. We saw Levi. You know, He's the kind of guy still rocking the green cape with the new scout uniforms. Keith Sadies is 100% the guy who's like, no, I like the old equipment because, you know— they added too many bells and whistles to the new stuff. I like the good old-fashioned. It's going to get you where you need to go. I did, and I love this. These are the same dickwads that beat him up earlier, and he comes in and saves him anyways. You think Keith Sadies is the kind of guy to have one of those uh, little things that you put on the back of your phone to keep it from falling? You know, the, those little ledges on your phone? What are those yeah. called? Do you know what they're called? I don't know what they're called. Because we're the Keith Sadies type of guys. We don't use those. <laughs> oh. He's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to hold my phone for seven hours a day without one. Yeah. You're talking about a case? No, no, no. You're those, talking about the circular thingies? Yeah, those things yeah. that are like big. It's like nipples. It's like big nipples. I don't know what those are called. We then go over to Yelena. Yelena, Yelena. How do do we figure out how to say this yet? Um, Klani. Okay, we go over to Klani. As she's just staring out that window back in the fort. And Mikasa swoops in for some reason and slices up this Titan to save her. What's awesome about this, though, is this Titan is like a bearded Titan that almost looks like Zeke. And Yelena doesn't move one bit when it comes falling forward right at her. And I like to imagine she is just so horny for Zeke that she's like, any way that I can get into something that looks like Zeke, I'm doing it. And the caboose is loose on that Titan that was going for Yelene Jokic. Yes. This is something I put right here. Mappa, uh, they like their cheeks. They gave they gave us Zeke cheeks earlier on this season, 
And now they're giving us all of the Titan cheeks. I mean, I'm always looking for the cheeks, but I usually don't talk about every single pair that I see on the podcast. But when you got a dumpy like that, it's getting a shout out as saying that the caboose is loose because... And then we got barricades kicking in. The the OST from season one. I mean, just the nostalgia. We got our old crew sweeping through. Oh, oh nice. I was kind of laughing at you because you <laughs> fell apart with the pronunciation of nostalgia. But then you said we got the old crew sweeping, sweeping through. through and, uh, nice. Just slaying Titans, man. That. And it, we, you know what? We needed this. We needed all this fun after just the terrible things that have happened the past it few episodes. It was so fun. And even in a sad moment with Pixies, I was still, yep. like, I stopped for a second. I paused it and, and appreciated the moment, gave my respect, gave a genuine salute. Yeah, gave the salute. And then I just kept having more fun. <laughs> yeah, they it made was. It, they made it, it better was. for me. You know? Yeah, because that's when we get Jean, Mikasa, Armin. They they finally they slay some titans, get on top of the fort as they look down to see our beloved Commander Pixis. They let the animation team run wild. Yeah, it looked beautiful. When they were all jumping off like that clock tower thing and they all had the... Oh, Dude, this is the best oh. ODM action we've gotten all season. It was so fucking beautiful. But that's when I think it's time... I know, we gotta talk about it. Well, all of the Mindless Titans, they're trying to get to the soldiers, you know, on top of the roofs, and then we've got our beloved Pixis staring up at them. You know what we gotta do. I know, let's, well, let's get there first. We get, so yeah, we get, we get Armin, John leads the way. They jump down, we get Armin jumping down, doing a backwards, backwards maneuver in his gear as our beloved drunk Titan, Commander Pixis. Commander Dot. You know what? No. Let me say this. Commander Dot Pixis is staring up at him with his drunken look in his eyes. And Armin says, we never would have come this far without you. As he does his backward move and sends a thunder spear to the back of Dot Pixis' neck. And he says, may you rest in peace, my beloved Dot. Kaboom. Kaboom. As Give he goes. Give it to me. Give it to me. Let's have a moment of silence, not only for Pixis. Patent pending moment of silence. Patent pending. But also Nile. I think we both they both de- they they deserve a moment I'll, of silence. I'll give Nile a moment of silence. That's that's fine. Alright. <clears throat> three we're starting now. We're starting in three, two, one. If anyone's not being silent, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll did dox him. You, did you say nostalgia on purpose? You know, I still don't know how to say that word. It's nostalgia. Nostalgia? Euphoria? I don't know. I've been watching too much Euphoria. <laughs> that explains a lot. Okay. God, our poor Dot, man. You know what? He went out drinking, and that's the best way for him to go out. I know. I wish the only way it could have been better... Is if Armin, for some reason, became a bit of a boozer these past couple years, and he had a flask of his own, and while he was jumping down to Thunderspear him, he, he just throws- poured out the flask into his mouth and then threw the Thunderspear into oh, his nape. Let's him savor the taste for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and we just see the Titan close his eyes and just like start wringing his arms up and then just accepts the death. How awesome is it that Armin's pulling these moves now, too? That's what he's, I'm saying, He's dude. grown up, man. I mean, the, you know that everyone's came around when you have Armin Arlert. 
just looking like a master just between the execution skills, the mastery of the ODM gear. He's beautiful. Yep. And we continue to get a bunch of moves. Everyone's thunder spearing people. The, the Titans are blowing up. And then we get oh, one of the most oh. gorgeous moves in the series. And before you get that, you kind of skip past my quote of the week that I wanted to say real quick. Do it. They say, if you care about your former comrades, let's lay them to rest before all this started going down. And oh, I yeah. thought that was just beautiful. Who said that, Jean? Jean. Yeah, Jean's got away with words. And that's just the kind of thing that Connie would never understand. No. Connie would be out there not killing these Titans, being like, well, you never know. And let's feed some, let's feed Falco to. Daz is a Titan over there. We might get a chance to give him the Colossal Titan. Let's, let's just put him in a cage and leave him there for four years. We'll go visit him. Idiot. So, yeah, we move on to the probably the greatest shot in the show, I would say, when Keith fucking Vampire Sadies slices the neck of one of these titans, lands on the ground, does a freaking power slide. Okay? Uh, who did you say this was? Keith Sadies? Uh, no, yeah. I, that's not what I saw. I saw, I saw Keith Ackerman <laughs> in that moment. That's who I saw. He might as well have been called Keith Ackerman. You know what? Are we sure he's done an Ackerman by blood and that someone with the last name Sadies adopted him and just gave it to him? Well, I put this too. He was just mauled by a fucking bear a couple days ago. I mean, and he's doing this. When he fucking took out that Titan and power slid, he did a power slide. And then after the power slide, he just shoots another another web. I, it looked like a web. He might have been spider. He could have been Spider-Man at this moment. Think about all the young children who are watching this show and do the classic move of having their socks and they go and slide on the kitchen's yep. wooden floor. Think about how many kids are going to be like, I am Commandant Keith Sadies as they're doing it. That's all I they're going to think about. They're not going to be Spider-Man. Who they're is not gonna this be, guy? <laughs> they're not going to be Olympic ice skaters. No, they're going to be my guy Keith. Keith, Keith, Keith. Oh, my God, dude. And if I was a Titan, there's no other way I'd want to go out than that fucking sick-ass move. By and while we're talking about Keith, Commandant. We kind of passed over it because there were so many cool things to talk about in that little montage thing they had going. But the moment when there was the Titan herd and they were all sprinting down like one, a one-way street and then Keith just had his little stupid cadets behind him, but he still yeah. was leading them to victory. And he was like, let's go. And just had this mean mug of a face on. You're, dude, and you're so right. And I'm, I missed this. I paused the episode for yeah. a certain situation and, and I didn't even talk about it. And tell it. me about it. Okay, when we got the Titans, they're all, this is right before they swoop down. They're, they're all at the fort. They let them there. You know, the Titans are trying to crawl up, all this stuff. You look in the top left of the screen. I will post this on our Twitter, mm-hmm. at Podcast Chronic. Yep. Take a look at it. Take a look this at is it. Chaz's Titan of the Week. Oh, yes, it very much is. And by Titan of the Week, I mean Titan of the Day. And we see that we have a superstar on this. Yeah. We this have is, a freaking it's got all the qualities. If it went on to America's Got Talent, I don't know how that show works, but it's winning. Um, it it's just, not getting the red X's. That's what that show. It is. just landed a Simone Bile uh, triple quadruple flip, and then did the pose at the end. That's exactly what it did. If you guys could see the, how this Titan looks, you would understand that someone who's getting ready to jump down off what I like to call the bell tower—I don't know what it is—is is looking at it and it's going, "That Titan's gonna be a star." Yeah. 
and at at podcast chronic it's gonna be on twitter follow us give us a like mm-hmm. i gotta shout out our twitter and when uh chaz 100 percent forgets to post it just everyone send us something to remind him to post it because he's gonna forget i'm not gonna forget so we then keep going on the barricades is still playing i mean my dick is hard in this moment after keith did that I had to try to, I was flexing my calf. I was like, I got to get blood flowing somewhere else in my body because it is going all to my genitalia. And usually that's really gross. I would never use those words that way. But I will say, when he first started pulling these moves, I did have to stand up and tuck it in my waistband. And I was wondering what you were doing. Um, I thought maybe you had some food in your pants and you were just pulling it out of there. And you also wasn't wondering what I was doing. You saw the same thing I did. You knew exactly what was happening. It's like when you're uh, when you get called on in class to go to the board, and you're like, "Oh my god!" When you're like 14, and you're like, "I gotta just stand up and tuck it," I guess. And the kids are like, "Oh my god!" I was watching minute 15 of the Attack on Titan episode. Yeah. Thought this is not a good time to this go is the smart word. I cannot do this equation right now. I've, one, I've got to equate how to tuck my penis. They said right one now. second, teach. I'm gonna have yeah. to thaw out for a second if you know what I mean. <laughs> so we get get we get a uh, dude whoa i uh high school boners high school boners just made me stutter there <laughs> hsbs so be careful Luis. we get a moment with Luis where she almost gets eaten when miss ackerman herself comes in and slices and dices like four titans, including the one that's about to eat Louise. She is officially the new Levi Ackerman, okay? She is the best soldier we have. Levi is currently in a hospital bed in Liberia. What? I'm just looking down at my notes, and I also realized that I wanted to comment on how uh, the founder of Ymir is also... A... She's a bit of a jerk i didn't think it was necessary to leave uh dot picks his head at the same exact size it was when he wasn't a titan but that's what <laughs> she did yeah big brain pixis okay sorry i would have said that earlier just got caught up in all of it how do you take notes for a moment like that keeps talking about louise so yeah louise Mikasa saves her. Luis keeps looking at her. She's like, oh my god, that's my savior. And then, boom, thunder spears keep blowing up, and I think Luis got shredded by a thunder spear. It looks like she got caught up in it. This could be a flock moment all over again when he fell into the rubble of the wall, and then for some reason we see his bitch ass climb up okay. for a second from now. Okay, well, let's not... Don't get into that yet. You're getting ahead of yourself. You just said in the podcast earlier that yeah. the worst thing a podcast can do is get ahead of himself. And that's what you're doing. about flock forest. That's what then you're you doing. Can, then you Triple can, F. If you're talking about F-F-F. flock forest, or you can get ahead Future of yourself of all you want. Quadruple F. Because he's going to be wearing, he, he's, he's going to fall off a fifty meter wall, and for some reason, all he's going to be wearing is a single bandage around his head. We've got to get the children out of the flock oh forester. Yeah, it's so stupid. This fucking guy. Meanwhile, I put right here in my notes. Meanwhile, uh, Doctor Gigi and his minions—they just keep moving forward. All this is happening, and they're just moving forward. We finally go to our heroes as they're resting, and I'm going to call them that. Does that sound cool? A what are you calling it? The heroes of Shiganshina. Oh, that's what you're calling it? I know Yelener. She uh she said that a few episodes back. She was like, Heroes of Shiganshina, talking about Jean and all them. 
And uh, that's what I'm going to call them from now on. Yeah, because, and I think that's fair, because I think they should walk over the window right now and look outside and be like, <laughs> and just nod and be we like, yep, it. This, place, this place is saved. <laughs> Another good day at the office, boys and girls. Oh, that's we like Irwin. saved Shinganshina. <laughs> this is like Irwin. Everyone around him dies <laughs> while Cena's been like obliterated by the female Titan and the attack Titan. And he's just like, this is a win for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're, we go back to them at the fort. They're all resting up. All the mindless Titans are dead now. So unfortunately, our superstar, either they left him standing there with his hand in the air because he wasn't moving, our superstar Titan. Mm-hmm. Or they killed him, which I'm a little sad about. They never showed it happen, but it's okay. We forgive you, Mappa. And uh, we see that Marley's army was pretty much white, all wiped out. And Anya Capone is talking with Jean, and he's asking him about the daydream and what's going to happen. And Jean tells him, well, you're looking at it. You're looking at it. <laughs> While Anya Capone is worried about his home country, and he basically asks Jean if you know, his hometown people are going to be all right. And obviously, Jean does not know Jean, how to say that. Jean should have just once again said, you're looking at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, poor Anya Capone, man. I feel like he's really the only volunteer that I like. Because we only know him and Yelena, right? Yeah. And I mean, who and gives you don't, a f- And you don't like Yelena? I mean, at this point, who gives a shit? She has messed her pants and yeah. does not know what to do with herself. But then, quadruple F, FFFF. Future founder Flock Forrester <laughs> comes walking up with a fellow Jaegerist as we see that he's still alive. Even though his armor broke, somehow Reiner was in a Titan form and still came out. Uh, Didn't have ODM gear. Much rough, much rougher than this guy. But we saw uh, Flock. I don't think he used his ODM gear. And he, he says, was literally falling in the rubble. That guy sucks. He ODM geared onto one of the Colossals and then leveled his way down you didn't see it happen because they didn't need to show it it's pretty obvious but he tells john he's like looks like you took care of all the titans john while i was almost killed by you know the walls falling down and then john sarcastically says you lived nice john as future founder flock says yeah thanks for your concern as we get one of the most devilish looking faces he's ever put on in this show he's got some good faces he's put on some high quality entertainment faces he looks like a joke did you see the bandage around his head armin wore a bandage around his head a while back and the amount by which he wore it cooler than flock is staggering (laughs) flock's got the devil inside him if you know what i mean he ain't escaping no forest he's going balls deep into the forest he's a dork he says i can't kick the bucket yet eldia's restoration is finally at hand yeah, I can't wait to see how vital of a part he plays going forward. I guarantee you he is vital to this whole scenario. Yeah. Well, and, you uh, know, we'll see about that. We'll make a bet on that. How much, okay, would he have made you happier right here? Mm-hmm. Because we see that Yelena is just sitting there depressed when Flock walks up to her and puts a pister, pistol to her skull. Puts a pisser to her. <laughs> puts, it, puts his pisser to her skull. <laughs> And no, that would have been awesome. <laughs> and says, a symbol of volunteers, you're all being detained. And uh, he should have blown her brains out. How awesome that have been no. if he just walked up and blew her brains Jean out. Jean should have sliced him up. Because once again, I would urge everyone to look around. 
I don't think now is a time we should be worried about putting people in jail cells. I'm honestly surprised that they let this mammoth of a woman live this long, though. You kind of agree? I mean... Or you think the situation is just so dire they didn't care about it? I just think anyone with common sense and isn't a crazy, stupid person is looking around right now and being like, oh, we've got bigger things at play here <laughs> other than the little politic game that we were playing earlier. Now, what I'm worried about, we never got in any of this, but I want Magath to be okay. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Peak saved him. I could see they were right next to each other. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping on because Peak could obviously live. She's a Titan. She can regenerate. Hopefully, she uh, got him in her mouth on the way down and he's alive because... I think he's pretty dope, and it would suck for him to just go out like that. Yeah, I think they're all right. We definitely, I mean, we saw, I'm trying to think, we definitely saw Peak in the past. And and obviously, I'm I'm thinking, we might have even seen McGath, and I can't think about it, but he's all right. Let's hope so. Queen even putting that energy out there, he's all right. God, this this is the same guy who's like, all off season it was like oh Levi's dead Levi's dead and then we saw him he's fine <laughs> better than ever <laughs> yeah we're gonna see McGath and he's for some reason all of his limbs are gone he's still alive but they're just all gone so we then get Mikasa and Armin they're uh they're standing with the man himself Mr. Browse as they go down to see Gabby she tells them that don't worry, she's on their side now, and she just wants Falco back. Armin then tells her about Connie and the situation and everything that's going down, and uh, we then realize that Connie's crippled mother has been living in hell on her back on top of her beautiful home for four years. And think about it this way, too. His little brothers and sisters were turned into titans, I believe, and they just died. He doesn't even care about them. He's never once said, oh, I miss my brothers and sisters. He only cares about his crippled mother. So it's a little, there's a double standard there. You don't agree? Sure. I just think it's all really stupid. Gabby breaks down and begs at the feet of Armin for her lover, her lover Falco. I really hope we get a, if they make it out of this, we got to see a wedding. That's all I care. I don't care about any of the other characters. Let's just see the Gabby and Falco wedding. That's how it's going to end. I'm calling it right now. They're going to make it out of this. Gabby and Falco are going to get married, and we're going to see Mikas and all them yeah, at yeah. their wedding. The last like three-minute montage to finish out the series is just like one of the things them getting married. That's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. They all sit down, and you know Falco's got a refined red, and he walks <laughs> over and sits down to Aaron, and he's looking you know, pretty pretty bad and he goes well there's one thing you did it was always keep moving forward <laughs> she then asked armin if she can if he can just tell aaron to turn connie's mom back to normal um i feel like if aaron could do such things i i think that's the one thing in the show that can't happen is him just being like hey yamir let's just turn some of these titans back to normal people like how do you think that'll happen I don't know if that will happen, but I would at this point I'm not willing to say that there is anything that I think can't happen because if if the power of the nine can put them back to exactly how they were before, I don't see why That's there's true. not a way for like the founder to maybe put them exactly back to what, the way they were before. So Armin says if he could do that, all of the mindless titans that we've been fighting would have already been turned back normal by mm-hmm. now. 
And then Gabby tells him to ask, please ask Dr. Gigi, um, just to have a conversation with him, because does everyone really have to die? Can you please just talk to him? And Armin's like, the last time I tried to talk to him, he beat the shit out of me and told <laughs> Mikasa he hates her. <laughs> Didn't go great the last time we spoke. And then she mentions that Reiner's armor has been stripped. And they realize that it was stripped when Dr. Gigi himself undid all of the hardening. And that's when Armin does his beep bop, beep beep bop, and realizes that Annie, the girl that he's been trying to molest her crystal, has probably gotten out of her shell. We've been waiting four seasons for an Attack on Titan sex scene, and then Aaron had to go and do his very best to make sure that was never going to happen by undoing <laughs> yeah. all the hardening. I've put, I've put every cock is now officially flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> so he did go along with Zeke's euthanization plan by making every hardening just unhardened. That's why Zeke's <laughs> riding on top of Dr. Yeah. Gigi right now, and he's like, just did it. trying to get something going down there, and he's like, by God, he did it. <laughs> I like to think every time Zeke's like started to get a hard on, he just yells at his own dick, and he's like, "You don't want kids. We're not having any kids." <laughs> Stop her! No, don't you worry, everyone. As soon as Armin runs into that room where uh, <laughs> where Annie's coughing up hardening juice or whatever she's choking on. He is going to be like, don't worry, the future of LD is alive and well, ladies and gentlemen. Ar- Armin's 100% going to just slobber all over Annie. At some point in this show, I'm calling it. I'm We're going to get it. I'm shipping. Yes, shipping. Annie knows nothing about it, or she shouldn't know anything about it, and she's going to come out of this Unless, thing uh, pretty shocked, I would say. But I'm here Unless for she it. heard... She might have heard Aaron's speech. Maybe when Armin kept going in the basement and was talking to her, she could somehow hear it through the Mm -hmm. crystal. We don't know. Maybe so. But she's still 16, so Armin, be careful. I also can't wait for Connie to give his mom the jaw titan and for her to be caught up on things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) End of episode. As fun of an episode as I ever would have imagined we could have, given the circumstance, it was, and I, I liked it a lot. I had a lot, so much fun watching this. Yeah, I mean the Connie stuff just drives me crazy. Um, I certainly hope we don't spend too much time on. I don't think we will. I think it's all gonna be done off camera. Or maybe we get like an episode where like Falco comes back too. I think that's probably what's gonna happen, and him and Connie. Which could actually be good. Like that you said be cool, before, yeah. as long as we get back and Falco is um, okay and Connie understands that he got too big for his britches, everyone loves their mom. Of yeah. course it's not wrong for him to want to save his mom. But you got to use a little common sense. And if and, everything works out, Connie's fine on my books. Okay, I'll continue and, to laugh about how he gets a few lines of dialogue. Episode. And honestly, this kind of... This almost saved Falco in a sense because they might have fed him to Pixis if Connie didn't take him away. Oh, I'm sure they would have, yeah. yeah. So, actually, Connie might have been the MVP all along. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I refuse to believe it. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think that we're going to be able to keep up these happy spirits for much longer, but I, uh, I'll value them while I have them. 
Yes. Um, where do you think we go from this moment on? I really do. I don't know if it'll be next episode. I, uh, If I had to make my guess, I we never watch the next time on. We don't really look for the next episode title until like we just see it going through, you know, stuff. I'm going to predict that it is like a Falco Connie episode. Falco regains okay. consciousness and it's kind of like Connie trying to take him and then something happens along the way. Falco says stuff that makes Connie have a change of heart, realize what he's doing is just an emotional I move. Hope, I also hope we get just and, even if and, two minutes of Levi and Hanji. Just just a little, just to show where they are, if they're okay. Yeah. The, the main big three things that I want to see right now Annie stuff, Connie and Falco, and Levi and Hanji. Yep. I and now that you say that, for some reason I didn't never thought of it. I think that would be actually really awesome. Just a Falco and Connie conversation. Yeah, I mean, as really much awesome. as I've been shitting on yeah. Connie, I think they really could make a great episode about it. Um, because that it would make it even more cooler too if Connie comes comes flying back with Falco on his shoulders. He comes ODM and back, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, Falco he's like, doesn't God. have gear, so he's just, hop on. And then, he's and like, they're we're like, best friends now. <laughs> they're best friends. They <laughs> <laughs> so just go on this road trip, this yeah. road show, and then they come back, and then just the rest of the series or movie, whatever we're getting, they're just best buds. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> Uh, they get like a uh, they get a saddle for the new jaw type yeah. and Connie's just riding it into battle <laughs> dude why would that Connie would be my favorite character then. yeah they've got everyone gives him a ship name it's called Kano dude what Falco's Titan looks just like Ymir's Titan we just get the shittiest Titan ever no 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 Falco's <laughs> gonna be cool I can't yeah. wait to see if Falco's gonna be I know. dope also too God, when is that going to happen? Dope. I love it when little kids become titans for 13 years and then die. Yes. When is the, okay, when is what are the chances he turns into a titan for the first time next episode? Pretty mm. low? Pretty low, pretty high. I would say it's going to take maybe a couple before he does it. Yeah, I'm going to say low and that's only because Yeah, it's it's going to be a while. They're going to want to build up the moment a little bit, have him realize what he really is. You know, he's you know, it's a moment. It's going to take him a second yeah. to really feel like he can he can do it. I mean, and we it, saw how many times that, you know, Aaron needed some Tiagra to get his Titan up. Well, and he's just biting away at his hand. Yeah. I think the only of, the only difference here, he's Falco's going to de- get it quicker because he's he knows all about Titans already. Aaron in that situation never even knew that he was a Titan. So I think Falco by the first or second try, he's going to have it down pat. I mean, that's fair, but I mean, Aaron did know he was a tight when he was taking Tiagra, and he was just chomping his yeah, hand off and couldn't couldn't, couldn't make it Ho- happen. Hopefully, Reiner teaches him the ropes of how to do it. Love it. Can't wait to see what comes next. Um, you know, join the Discord in the description oh, below. Hold on, last thing, too. Go for it. Tell me about what the last thing is. Gabby, if he gets back with Gabby, she's going to have to tell him what he did to Colt. That's a moment that could be pretty rough. I feel like he knows. You think he can remember that? Because a lot of times when they instantly turn, they kind of forget like what just happened. No, I mean, you're right. But I think that would definitely be if like Connie was there too. I think if we have any kind of meaningful conversation where they're talking about stuff, I think that he'll probably put two and two together. That's going to be a little rough on him. for a little. Hopefully he can get over that quick. 
but I mean, it's yeah. gonna weigh. On, it's gonna weigh on him. Hopefully, you know. <laughs> hopefully, just because he's walking with Connie, he doesn't uh, grieve like Connie does for four years. He can yeah. think about it. And when they, uh, Gabby and Falco get back, we're gonna see a smooch. I don't think so. You know, so. we're not two type of guys who like to talk about, yeah. you know, young girls having crushes. We get killed for that yeah. in podcast reviews. But She's officially, I will never call her the C word again. And I won't even ref- say the C word. I, she's climbed up my list so high. I will Take the in out of it, yeah. people. I think we're going to see a little smooch. Now, it might not be a lip-to-lip smooch, but she's going to be so happy to see him. She's going to kiss a him forehead. on the cheek. I want a forehead. forehead. Forehead's you want so a forehead? Cute. That is so adorable, man. Yeah. That's just the cutest thing you can do. And, and then uh, they they both blush, and then they just like, <laughs> and then me and you as two twenty five year old dude dudes have these really goofy grins on <laughs> our face. Oh, just I'll be us... holding your hands so tight watching that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go follow us on Twitter at Podcast Chronic. We'll see you next week. I've been Ronnie. YouTube, subscribe to us on there. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Do it. Do it. And I've been Chad. Peace. Peace.